I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, a very interesting and fun-to-read graphic novel-style narrative, especially for those of you who love to doodle. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 305, Doodlebug. I am freaking out just a little bit that it is already April. Yes, Taxes have me a little stressed, just a little bit discombobulated. That's what they do. It happens to all of us who have to deal with those things for our households. But it isn't just that. It isn't just that. I just can't fathom that it's April. I can't fathom that it is already April. I have gained far too many pounds. After more than two years of eating one way, I really fell off and just stopped right around New Year's. And bit by bit and piece by piece, it's all coming back. It's coming back. But I keep thinking it's only been a month or so. It's just been a few weeks. I'm transitioning. I'll settle into one thing or another or I'll start again. And then all of a sudden it will hit me. We're in month four. We're already in month four. How did this happen? How did we get here? Wasn't I tracking all along day by day? How could this have suddenly snuck up on me? I am definitely a little bit weirded out this time around by how fast things are moving. I've been doing the 30 faces 30 days challenge through sketchy. That started in March. Didn't start with day one, which uses a challenge like that. I just find it much easier when things start on day one, but it didn't. And yet it's almost over in a blink. It is almost over 30 days of drawing faces as part of a group in a very different way than just doing my own thing. Although I did a little bit of my own thing too. I had a show intro ready a few weeks ago about spring break. My thoughts on spring break because They really surprised me this year. They surprised me. But spring break is not only over, but was over two weeks ago. Work is really busy. There is a different feel right now. And that is part of it. That's part of what has me so wrapped up, I think, and so out of touch and so out of time in a new way. I don't know. Work is not new. I've always had work. I don't know what's going on with the time, but I don't like it. There are things to talk about with weeds. There really are. I want things to slow down. And I know I am not alone. I know I am not alone. Not alone at all in this response to time, to my sense of time and speed, to what I notice or don't notice and to how things suck me under regardless of how I try and keep things organized and balanced. April lists are in process and the lists will go quickly. They will. And I have a lot to say about lists. Chunks of things to say that I hacked out of the first list show even because I wanted to talk a little bit more about 
this nitty gritty list, this thing that hit me when I looked at a story I told and when I thought about retelling it as a list. I wanted to talk about the progression of a list, about the ways in which stories unfold in lists. And then in the span of time between, I found a wonderful book about lists, a book that's perfect for this month. So there are things I need to fit in. And I am definitely struggling. I'm struggling to make time to fit all of this in, in podcast form. At least one a week will happen. I feel sure about that. But there's a lot more that is really being squished out. Things I would like to talk about. So today may be surprising because today feels maybe a little bit unexpected and maybe it's not what you would have picked of all the things I could talk about. But there is this book that I want to mention and I was going to mention it anyway. I took it with me to the library this week to take my final notes because it's way, way, way overdue. And if you heard that and if I don't cut it out, because usually I cut all of the excess I can out. But if you heard that and I left it in, that was the disc golf basket in the other room. Yes, this is that house. Even I, even I don't know what to say, but it is that house and disc baskets are very loud. When you throw a disc at a basket and those chains jangle, it is very loud. It's very loud and it's a part of our day all day long at any hour of the day. Yep, I might just leave that in. And that is through the doors and down the hall. And I bet you can still hear it. I bet it still came through on the mic. So I had this book, Doodlebug, is a book that I knew I would mention. I've been reading through it slowly here and there, really deliberately grabbing it when I would head out of the house just in case I had a little bit of wait time. But then after bouncing around a bit about the 100 Day Project, I could not resist and I started my own. I started my own 100 Day Project right along with everyone else on day one. Didn't quite own up to it and I was not overly public about it but I did start. I considered all kinds of different things. And in the end, I settled on a project that really does fit what I continue to be interested in. And it also ties in with your goals and lots of things that I probably need to really give myself a push and a really concerted span of time and energy and focus. And the 100 day project should do that. So I started this project on day one, but because I picked a project that I am really interested in and really care about, I definitely am finding myself a little bit stymied about how to share it. Had I picked any other project, I probably would not have run into the same problem. At least I don't think so. The other things I considered would have been pretty projects, but definitely not revealing or as maybe left field as this somehow seems. It doesn't seem left field to me, but in terms of sharing it and in terms of making it a real central and public part of my stream for 100 days, it feels a little riskier. It makes 100 day project a little hard. I still think I might need a second Instagram stream. I'm not sure I can handle some of what that means though. So I don't know. I don't want to talk about 100 days though today, other than to say that the 100 days project ties in a little bit with this book. And 
once I decided to do the 100-day project, this book was so perfectly timed to talk about. It really does tie in. So I want to talk about this YA book. And yes, it is a YA book. I am a big fan of YA graphic novels. You know that about me. It's something I really enjoy. And I've been thinking about that today. I might need to make a list about why. This one was really exciting in form, in format, in the actual form and format of the narrative. And I can think of other narratives this reminds me of, but this really is its own thing. It's very much a visual journal of sorts. The format, it's a strong split between handwritten story and illustration, doodles especially, and specifically. It is incredibly visually dense. This one is definitely more jam-packed than a typical cartoon format story. So there is a lot to read, a lot to look at, a lot to take in. Dense in a different way, in its own way, in the way of tweens. And I'm not sure offhand what grade this is, but tweens, I think, is probably about right. The book is called Doodlebug a novel in doodles by Karen Romano Young came out in 2010. So some of you may have already seen it. You may have it. You may have read it. I am recommending this for any of you who A, love graphic novels, B, love to doodle, C, love the idea of sketchnoting your life, D, have teens or tweens, E, have ever felt like art helps you balance, or any combination of those. In this one, the main character is Doreen. Her family calls her Dodo. And as the book opens, Dodo and her family are moving from LA to San Francisco, a new job for dad. And as we discover, a chance maybe for a fresh start after some issues at school for Dodo. The book starts on the drive to SF. And we see Dodo's internal monologue as she uses the blank book that was, she says, supposed to be for license plate games in the car. And she starts using it for drawing. And she draws everything that happens and she journals right along with it. There's a ton of text, like I said, but lots of little illustrations, lots of cartoon style dialogue. There are systems of symbols to represent people, to represent her mom and dad. And as you start following along, there's a stream of consciousness pace to the telling. In the car, her mom tells her that in a new school, she can be anyone she wants to be. And so Dodo decides she will be Doodlebug. She announces that on day one at her new school, too. And after announcing that, one of her classmates says, Hey, what kind of an artist are you, Doodlebug? And Dodo answers, Well, I'm a doodler. Pen and ink? The student persists. Is that your medium? I had never thought about it before, writes Dodo. I didn't want to say, my what? I said, yes, and my small and large. I'm going to give you a second to think that one through because I admit I had to reread that before it sunk in. I did. So here it is again. Is that your medium? I had never thought about it before. Yes, and my small and large. After it sunk in, I loved it. That's really brilliant. There is a cootie catcher with great illustration sequence. I have a soft spot for those things. Fortune tellers, I think is what we called them. There are new friends, students she meets who get her and think she's cool. And really, a lot of YA is about fitting in 
And the more I read these books, the more I think, isn't that what life is? This constant process of fitting in and we read it and completely understand it with YA. So these kids get her. One of them has a full set of Prismacolor pens. And there's a really identifiable and relatable moment when she tells the student that her tools of the trade are a Pilot P700 and a Faber-Castell Pit Pen Brush Point Light Gray. And her story includes illustrations of those tools. Of course it does. I work in black and white, she says. And you know I fell for that sequence. You know I did. And... I have to admit, I really understood the section that follows about her not wanting to admit that she was jealous of him having all those colored pens. 64. But they do become friends. We meet her teachers. We learn about Clay. The narrative contains details of her day at school, as well as the storyline about fitting in, about learning a new city. There are teachers who don't understand her and new rules in the school and an attempt more than once to have her not doodle in class or on her papers to just not doodle. I will die if I can't doodle, she tells her dad. It's just that simple. Mr. Juarez is going to wreck my whole plan of survival at this cool school. Your plan of survival at your new school is to doodle? Asks her mom. Obviously, says Doodle. And bit by bit, we see the story unfold. Doodle has discovered that she can focus can pay attention when she draws. And it seems like this is a new discovery. Seems like the doodling started on the car trip. So it's very compacted and compressed in terms of the timeline, how attached she became to the idea of doodling. But it's clearly powerful for Dodo. Suddenly she has this new tool, this new mechanism for keeping things reined in for focusing. We learned through the course of the book that she has been labeled borderline ADD and that there were issues at her old school related to this. This is a cool family. I like their down-to-earthness. I like that both parents are working and there are realities and stresses to that. The mom is working on an advertising campaign for underwear, which is stressful but also funny. There are everyday family interludes where they're watching TV or where they're making spaghetti. She records their attempts to win over the standoffish cat. There are family moments, family moments. And these are cool and accepting parents. These are good models on some level for parents. There is a problem at school when her sister tries out for the choir. And then what happens when she goes about trying to prove her merit when she doesn't get in? Both sisters struggle a bit. There are letters sent home. There are meetings with the principal. There are resolutions. There is a wonderful student campaign with paper cranes. Yes. There are teachers who are willing to see beyond the surface. One teacher who speaks up about alternative learning styles, visual learners, and through it all, these very supportive parents. You'll have to read it to find out what really happens. There's such a great quirkiness in this book. Chapter two, for example, they've arrived in SF and this chapter starts with a mom and dad moment. Everything happens at the right time. Mom has sayings. She says this one now brightly. Dodo did what she thought she needed to do. Dad makes statements. Sometimes I wonder if he mixed up his words like magnetic poems, she writes. And there's something compelling about those snippets. They help set the stage. Mom's is in a banner and Dad's is in little squares like the magnetic word tiles. This book is packed as life is packed and teenage life is also really packed. That much is clear. 
that much is clear. There are lots of lists, things numbered or with symbols. There are diagrams, like a Venn diagram of mom and dad's differing opinions on something. And overall, there's a horizontal unfolding that really stands out for me. Something about the format of this book and its combination of words and doodles, how it draws you constantly down the page, which in my current frame of mind strikes me as list-like. I really enjoyed it. I could definitely go back through it again, and I think you and your kids would like it, or you would like it on your own. This one is definitely family-friendly. Your teens who enjoy art or are at all teenage angsty will enjoy it, or your tweens. This isn't one my kids would probably read, not at this point, I wish, but I think some of you might find it a good choice. I have another book very much like this one that I'm almost finished with, and I was going to lump it in here, but I decided this morning that it makes me want to go back and check out another book that I talked about a long, long time ago, a book that is maybe an adult correlation to this other book, to this YA graphic novel, and I think I might talk about those together separately, so I'll hold off, but I do have one more to mention today. I picked up a few books at the library a few weeks ago when I was standing in front of the new releases shelf, and This book is not one that I'm going to talk about in depth, but I wanted to mention it because I think many of you will enjoy this one. Many of you are familiar with and fans of Tamara Laporte, might not be how you say it. And this new release is Create Your Life Book, Mixed Media Art Projects for Expanding Creativity and Encouraging Personal Growth. So I know some of you are going to jump all over that idea right away of a life book anyway. I think you will like this book. It has a number of projects in it, including a beautiful gratitude project. For those of you who love her approach to faces, you'll find plenty of inspiration in this book. The projects are not all specific to painting those characteristic faces, but there are a few. I enjoyed looking through this and I think some of you will want to check it out. For just a bit of overview, the sections of the book are letting go, manifesting, and celebrating. And that one starts with the Zen butterfly and direction to let go what no longer serves you. That chapter also contains a dream board project to manifest wishes and hopes. This project looks different to me than what I would have expected or what I think of when I hear about a dream board, but it may just be because I've never done a dream board. But the example, really, really inspiring. The how-to section contains a series of images, A through L in this case, and then worded directions along the margins. So this is a very, very visual book. The format of lots of process images is used throughout the book. So every project has bunches of photographs. The Layers of Your Heart Project involves making a heart deck, and there are six pages of photos, A through X, though it looks to me like really there are Y and Z. It's a good example of the high visual content, that heart project. Lots of pictures to feast your eyes on in this book as a whole. Section two is self-love, grounding, and being present. And that section contains the No One Alive is Youer Than You project, subtitled embrace and love your inner quirky bird. And I have to say, I love this one, the photos, the examples, looking at it again today, maybe I should have planned to talk more about this book in depth. As I flip back through it, I find myself drawn in. Some of the projects in this book are tied to feature or contributing artists, like the intuitively honoring your story project, 
Open Up to Spontaneous Creativity is the subtitle, and that is contributing artist Mistily Kirking. Section three is Honoring and Healing. This section contains You Have Wings, Transform and Heal the Inner Critic, and that one has a step-by-step portrait. She writes, we will create a front-facing portrait of a girl with wings, a little bird or owl, and butterflies around her head symbolizing the transformation of the inner critic's thoughts to freeing, positive, compassionate thoughts. If you want a step-by-step on this kind of girl, it's here. Project 13 in this section involves the painting of a feather, empathy affirmation feather. Section four is transformation, strength, and gratitude. And then section five is binding your book. And again, this is life book. So all of these projects you can go back and put together, compile. In total, there are 18 individual projects in the four core chapters, six from contributing artists. And just looking at the table of contents and looking at all the pictures, especially beautiful pictures. I know this is a book many of you will love. It's the kind of book I love to look through, not the kind of art I tend to make, but the kind of art I especially love to see. Many of you make this kind of art and many of you are fans and or students of hers. So I just wanted to mention it because it is new. So many of the books I talk about are not new. And when I saw this one on the shelf, I was really excited to find something pretty much brand new. I am the art The art is me. And that is it for today. That is it for episode 305. Thank you for listening to today's meandering thoughts on time and on Doodlebug. I really want to check Doodlebug out again, but I've got a lot of graphic novels I would love to read again. I really, really, really do like the format. I will be talking more about my 100-day project, more about lists, and more about books like Doodlebug in upcoming shows. As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. You can find me in the Creativity Matters group at Facebook, and the List Challenge has moved to a separate group at Facebook, so there is a link to that in the daily List Challenge email if you are doing lists. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Hydeless. Thank you to those of you who support the CMP through any method, and thank you especially to those of you at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativitymatters. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a great week, everyone.